Well, it's a, a very warm Sunday night in July. Uh, my watch is saying 26. So not quite the, the 30 that they were talking about, but it's very, very warm. It was too warm for drinking beer. Uh, good evening, chaps. Are we suitably warmed up and uh, frazzled at the edges? Uh, isn't it outrageous? Tomorrow's going to be very hot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, as Boris, I said, we are... It's Boris Johnson's fault. Uh, we recorded this on Sunday the uh, 10th of July. So it's been, again, a couple of weeks since we were last on the airwaves. So the plan today is to carry on through our beery adventures through the alphabet. And the, num the letters that we pulled out last time were letters F, L and N. Uh, again, uh, we didn't pick the same things this week, which again was interesting. Um, quite a few of the topics that are coming up we have covered on various podcasts over our 39 episodes. So again, as always, a nice little blend of mix. Um, again, it's been a couple of weeks, so we're sure we've got some beery highlights to catch up on. And Nicholas got some extortionate uh, drink prices he's going to share you with. But I've got a very nice blackboard that I thought I'd take for Nick. I was in a pub that I'd been for a long time. I think last time I might have been in there with Nick. Uh, and I thought you'd like the black bonnet, so I'll show you that shortly. So let's move on to Beery Highlight. So, Bruce, you're going to kick us off, because, again, you've been on this hunt again for some Samuel Smith pubs, which are open. In fact, um, I, 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 there was a bit of a Twitter thing this week about this, actually, and I did say that we talked about it on our podcast, because, like you, they were bemoaning the fact that so many of those village pubs um, are still shut, aren't they? But you found some that were open. We did, we did. There are loads because if the our local paper keeps uh, renowned, whenever it's a whenever it's a quiet news day, they uh, revert back to the fact that there are, there's a close Sam Smith's pub. And he says, his archive, he just pulls out with a report. So there are loads of them. Having said that, um, we've spent the last three weeks um, hunting them out. Um, and also, as I said down there, were the three uh, fish and chip shops on our bucket list, which because of the pandemic, we've not got around to visiting where the reports are great. So, um, over the last uh, two or three weeks, we last spoke, we went to uh, Elvin to the Grouse. That's not a Sam Smith's pub. Elvin Grouse pub was okay. We went to Dunnit and Fish and Chip Shop, which is in some converted public loos on a lay-by near the village. They're very disappointed. Uh, been to Osborne, which was great. But then the other night, we um, decided to go to Sherbet and Elmer, driven by sort of two purposes, really, because... Um, the Red Bear pub on the High Street in Sherman Elmer apparently had, a go, had, a, had undergone a fantastic refurbishment by Mr. Smith. And also there's a cracking fish shop there as well, which people are raving about. So we generally went off Friday night. Um, never actually been, like I think most people around here, one of the Sherman Elmer's those places, you never really have to go to for any reason, is the Nick, really? Uh, it's oh, kind of a... Quite coincidentally, Bruce, I was there last week because I had to oh, go to the number bar, which is the infamous bikers bike place. Yeah. Unbelievable. Thursday night, there must have been about 150 motorbikes up there. But then I was I was informed that in fact Thursday night is one of the meat nights. But no, we did a we did a big, did a big charity thing. So they collect a load of cash. So I had to go and collect it and then say, yeah. yeah. So it's first time I've been to Shelly Miller, probably about 20 years. So yeah, by a bit of a coincidence. And I, I spotted those two pubs, didn't realize they were Sam Smith's, uh, but thought it's a nice little village, you know, for this, for uh, the pubs that they've got going for them. So yeah. It's a funny old place, isn't it? It's big warehouse land, really, isn't it? It's surrounded mm. by vast warehouses and distribution centres. Of course, at one point, it was surrounded by pits as well. So I've been quite a wealthy town, and now it's surrounded by sort of high employment, low-paid jobs. Uh, but obviously, that a thriving little high street, two butchers on it, uh, greengrocers, DIY shop. Um, but yeah, this pub was absolutely fantastic. It's been a really old building. Out the back, there's a big old granary and a barn and stables. And there is literally not an inch of it that he has not refurbished. He must have spent... 
Oh, well, he must spent upwards of a million pound on it. Uh, the rooms are all like this amazing, like period pieces. There's fireplace in them all. There's going to be probably five fires in there come winter. Uh, and also, the girl running it as well, I have to say, killed us to her, very, very friendly. Um, so, this incredibly upmarket pub in uh, Sherman and Elmer. But for everybody, uh, it's absolutely stunning. Obviously, sadly, of course, we couldn't take pictures inside. Occasionally, we can get away with it, but not there. Um, but yeah, worth a visit. And I have to say, in the, in the fish bar, the converted NatWest Bank across the road from it, the fish and chips were to die for as well. And uh, when the uh, when there was an uproar about the bank leaving uh, NatWest, uh, the people who took the fish and chip shop um, asked if they leave the ATM. So it's a fish shop with a NatWest ATM. They've left the ATM in it of NatWest. But yeah, well worth a ride out. Um, sadly, on the way there, we did pass through Stillingfleet across Keys, Sam Smith's pub. That's closed. Um, Stillingfleet was, of course, across the home of the last pit to be closed in North Yorkshire. It's not been flooded now. Um, but on the way back as well, we also stopped at the ferry boat in at Kaywood. Because on YouTube, you can see a picture of that. Kaywood's a strange little village. It has a very unique vibe to it, hasn't it, Nick? It's by the banks of the Ewes. Very small, very streets. The houses very close to each other. And the ferry boat in there, that feel almost of a pub you'd find like down a little street in a Cornish town, really. Uh, so it was a great, great cracking night out. They say the residents have webbed feet, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, um, the stuff on Twitter was on about Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith's um, property portfolio, which is why he wasn't particularly bothered about pubs not being open because, of course, you know, no, they're, they're, they're still invested for him out there. And again, there was lots of reference to his Canary Wharf, as we've discussed previously. So, um, but like, I think I said, there's a, I, know, I think we've got a news article coming up shortly where they're hopefully they're going to start opening some of these pubs um, as the new managers uh, finish their so, training off. Passed pass, pass through Taskcaster on Friday evening, Bruce. Very sad to see the uh, the White Horse and Angels oh, still closed. Tragic to tragic. say that that would yeah, be that, his, his, you you call that his tap, tap, wouldn't you? Really, that got mentioned. I mean, again, it's it's, it's a big hotel. It's not tap. It's quite a yeah. nice hotel. So for myself, again, not much really normal stuff. Being quite busy at work, so I was in. Uh, I thought it was Aston Villa on Friday. I had to go to a meeting at Aston Villa. Oh. So I thought I'd go on the train rather than go on the motorway. So I got back mid well, late late afternoon. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk walk up the Hatzel Road, which is a bit like the Otley Road run of, of the Potteries. Um, mm. lots of pubs all the way along, starts in Stoke on Trent, the actual town of Stoke, and it finishes in Newcastle underline. Um, probably about oh, two and a bit miles, but I'd say about every eight hundred yards of quite a few pubs. Nick, me and you have done that a few times. Oh, the, so, the Jolly Potters. So yeah, pub I've been to for, for quite a long time. Mm. It, it, it was it, it was it was a cracking real ale pub in the good old days. Um, I was in a big bowl of pickle uh, on the on the um, on the bar, so you could buy your balm cake, you know, with whatever, and then it was just this massive old typical pottery's bowl full of kind of vinegar with like bits of onion put in it, and you could <laughs> scoop that on it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, so it, it was shut for a while, it reopened, it shut again. So I thought, go on, I'll try it. Um, if you look at those on YouTube, I'm, I'm sat in the little garden room there. You can see from the state of the table, really. So as we opened, um, the, the little front bar, which Bruce, I think you you may have been in there, Bruce. The little front bar you can see on the picture there on the, the kind of bottom side, the right hand side. That yeah, used yeah. to be like, like the little bar in the golden line, you know, that little bar on the right. Yes, it's, yes, it's very much like the golden line, actually. It's, it's four rooms. With the central bar that serves kind of two rooms in the corridor, uh, but that's now full of jukeboxes and things and, and pinball machines. Um, and all the add on was bass, so that's all the add on on handle. It was actually for a pint of bass, it wasn't too bad, really. 
So I went a bit further up. I was going to try the, the new place he's, called Valhalla. He's got beer mats at least. He's got beer yeah, mats. Yeah, there was beer mats. I was going to yeah. try a new place called Valhalla, which is next to Sanctuary, a bit further up. But that didn't open oh, until God. five o'clock. So Axe I called him the Artisan Tap. I don't know if you've been in the Artisan Tap, Nick. This is next to the house at home. It's a little bit further oh. up. And it's a strange thing. It was a... It was a it was a um, it was a car repair shop, and then it became a little bit of a hippie um, cafe, and now it's quite a nice bar actually. And they did have five or six beers on and ciders. Um, it, it's it's a bit of a funny space really. Actually, there's quite a big indoor space, but they also have a very nice little kind of yard at the front right of the room. So uh, uh, that was very nice as well. So um, popped in there, uh, and then I popped in the hop in Nick which, again, you've been in oh, a couple of yeah. times, around the corner from the Greyhound. It actually mm. was the first pub. I, well, not quite the first pub. Um, I had played rugby in uh, Stoke, but when I moved to Stoke back in 1990, it was the first pub I ever went in because uh, oh. I was I was put up in some uh, um, bed and breakfast just down the road. And I just thought you'd like that bar there, Nick. So yeah. this this is uh, it's a cracking real old pub. It's a little good bit... Prices. Good prices. Yeah, yeah good prices. Like, um, it's got a bit of an art deco inside. Um, I guess it was probably an old Marston's pub, I would imagine. Big round bar, um, tiles. And I say, pint of bass, three pounds. Pint of black sheep, three pounds. Oakham Stitcher. Mm. Uh, a fine uh, Yarl, three pounds, 20. An Osset, Thornbridge Heritage, three pounds, 80. Uh, a Black Iris Bran Breakfast, five fifty. Tapstone of Voodoo Juice, three seventy, uh, And a Bristol Milk Cell, three pounds, 50. So I actually had a pint of Yarl, which I thought for three pounds, 20 was pretty good and it was on pretty good form as well so i know we, we it's quite been a lot of kind of stuff again um on you know papers about four or five pound pints so i thought you can't really go wrong on no on some great prices yeah wasn't very busy a couple of guys at the bar were chatting um again a, a strange couple came in both kind of on you know on their mobile coats but well then pretty much had a half of everything on the board there and were something yeah. the beer so yeah that, it's that kind of pub uh, so yeah, I think we were sat. Nick, it's got a nice window, long window seat. So we were probably sat where this picture is here, um, sat at the bar. You probably remember it. Um, so Nicholas, you've got to tell us then a little bit about some of these extortionate Michael Bublé beers. You know, you've been buying. Well, we've got beer highlight and beer low light. <laughs> so the highlights were had a little walk up Malton last night. Obviously, been working this weekend. So a lovely evening. Went up to the old Malton Royal Oak. Lovely big beer garden in the back there, so it was nice to sit and have a couple of pints in the beer garden. Walked back into town, decided to go to the New Moulton, and there was two of the Three Brothers Brewery based up in Stockton on Tees. They do one called a Bitter X. It seems that the Northeast Breweries are supplying the pubs around us at the moment in time because Steve's had uh, three Three Brothers Breweries, also had Durham Breweries. Well, he had a dark one uh, on uh, that I tried on Wednesday night that was very nice. So as I say, it seems uh, whether it's a coincidence, whether it's you know the, the the wholesale suppliers come around different regions and bring a load of beer back. Um, but yeah, so it's all northeastern beer at the moment. So yeah, uh, two pints of bitter eggs sat overlooking <laughs> St Michael's. Hello, oh. overlooking St overlooking St Michael's Church in the marketplace. Um, so that was a highlight Saturday night last night. The low light was Friday night when I was persuaded to accompany my other half to Howard uh, House where Michael Bublé was performing. Ooh. So we got in fairly swiftly, obviously outdoors, um, 40 minutes queue for a portion of chips. Uh, bar wasn't too bad, actually. Walked straight to the bar, but then probably realised why, because they were charging me £5 for a small 330 milliliter can of Bia de Mira Merietti. 
Wow. The other options were uh, Strongbow Cider, which was a 440 milliliter can for a fiver, or Meantime IPA at 585 for a 330 milliliter can. So wow. I thought, right, I don't want to be standing queuing, so let's go for a can of beer de Mamoretti at five pound. Let's go for a can of Strongbow at five pound. Uh, and then he opened both cans. I said, whoa, so what are you doing? He said, oh, sorry, mate, it's uh, licensing laws. I said, well, it's not as though I'm going to take it away with me, am I? Paying five pounds in the middle of a bloody field, like so. No, I wasn't impressed. And in fact, the concert was was okay, except the concert lasted uh, less than the queue to get out at the end of the night. The car park concert lasted one hour forty minutes. To get out of the car park took us one hour and fifty minutes. So the organisation was scandalous. Oh, and they charged us fifteen quid for the car parking as well. That That's was outrageous, isn't it? That was on top of the ticket prices. And I don't tell you what the ticket prices were. So I'm afraid I said to my other half, That's it. Live concerts, never again. They're happy to take your money off you. But at the end of the night, hey, just. Listen, Lindy's free for all. Stafford was cracking. It was only £3.50 a pint. Yeah. And that's what I'm so. saying. <laughs> you know, but what Harewood House and Castle Loud and all these places do now is say, Oh, it's nothing to do with us. Exactly. It's not our organisation. But yeah, you're still hosting it. And when you're getting like a myriad of complaints and your name is Harewood House scandal shocking never again, then surely you should be talking to these promoters. And before you allow people to come along and supposedly just use your property, you should be ensuring that they've got the logistics in place to deal with what they need to deal with. Um, I mean, I worked out they must have made £100,000 just in the car parking that night. And yet, as I say, it just turned a complete free-for-all. Talk about global warming, you know, five, 6,000 cars trying to get off a field in the middle of the night. Uh, got to feel sorry for the residents as well, but there we are. So that was the highlights and lowlights. Tonight, I'm actually having a bit of highlight, as I say, after a hot day at work. I'm on a pint of Acorn Yorkshire Pride. It's been in the fridge. Look at the look at the cold dew on that, and it's lovely. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely beer. Well, I said to Nick, I managed to get uh, six of those Moretti's for a five. That's what Strange were doing. So I must admit, I've been on those. We're quite like a large, but it's been cold. Uh, I've been sampling some uh, limestone beers today because friends of horse and sister, 50th birthday, they've been in the brewery. So uh, not too much of the driving. So uh, I'm actually on the squash tonight. Uh, yeah, do, do, you see the thing, do you see that thing about Glastonbury as well, where they were charging up all those electric cars with diesel generators, which again, just <laughs> so all these Teslas were, were all being, oh, look, we're so green. And it, it worked out yeah. actually, there were diesel generators that were creating that just anyway. Uh, oh, the bloody hippies. A bit stupid. Okay, big B news in terms of podcast is that um, the Hopinions, the Beer O'Clock show, uh, announced a couple of weeks ago that they are they are gonna they're gonna stop. So I think they've been doing something like 10 years, uh, God knows how many episodes. So you know they are probably the most popular uh, beer podcast. So we did get a mention, chaps. So I did I did uh, write into them and, and say so now I've been listening, I know a few of them, I've listened to quite a lot of them. So we actually got a mention, I think, on their what last but one show. So they finish up, I think. Why they uh, I think there's that. I think, you know, they've been doing it for 10 years. They did say they drink a hell of a lot of beer and they like to have a break from that and, and soon do some of their own things. So, mm. uh, so yeah, so, you know, there's, there's, some, there's a big gap in the market there. So we'll have to, we'll have to get even back up this podcast. So, Brew, uh, oh, I've got a couple of ones first of all. So, yeah, I don't know if you guys have picked this up. Um, it's been a bit, quite a bit of debate recently. In fact, they did it on the opinion show this week about, you know, craft and cask and. Uh, I know there's, I think, um, camera are having a bit of a debate about, you know, what you should call craft beer. And, and you know, it's very much, that's become, hasn't it, quite a trendy thing, isn't it? And again, a bit like camera used to be fat blokes in 
anoraks, you know, with the tankards on their belts, then crap, now he's, you've got to have a big beard, haven't you? Um, you know, and, and have like uh, avocado, um, crushed avocado for your breakfast with a, a pint of whatever, um, <laughs> those those beers that you pay hate. Um, but the point we're making that, that um, uh, one or two, some of them, I guess you call them macro breweries, wouldn't you? Carlsberg, Marston's, Green King, Sharps, and so Austell have got together to try and look at cask and say, look, Cask isn't boring. You could do quite a lot of different things with cask. And I think, and I mentioned when I was down in uh, Devon, we, we were, say, so Austin were pushing out a few different casks. And uh, they've certainly been using uh, Anthem, which is their new pale ale summer anthem. So just like that was just worth, worth throwing in there that um, progressive cask ale, watch that. I think that's going to be the new, the kind of the new, you know, the new nose. And I think you mentioned that um, Taylor's have been doing some different beers as well, haven't they, Bruce? They, they yeah, pushed out a little bit. Yes, that's yeah. really pushing that all over social media. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then, Bruce, you sent me a couple of these in. So the first one, shock, horror, whatever. Um, no. There are plans to axe the Otley Road run. Um, oh, man. <laughs> and as you said, how the hell would you try and stop people going from pub <laughs> to pub? Well, I mean, let's be honest. He's a person just remember the village people arresting him, putting the van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that bit of Leeds isn't... Okay, it's all right as you get a bit further up the road towards kind of the side of Henley, but I mean, it's not the most lubricous part of your Leeds. And no. a lot of those pubs probably wouldn't survive, would they? Absolutely. I know you've got the universities kind of either end of it, but uh, yeah, so there was uh, the Leeds the Leeds Live were talking about, um, again, residents have got up. So I guess what it is, again, there's quite a few trending new kind of apartments up there. And I guess yeah. as always, you know, it's people moving in and saying, oh, oh. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess it does get a bit wild. But as we've said before, those pubs are quite well geared up for it. Um, and there's normally a bit of choice that, you, you, don't, you know, you don't have to go into all the um, pubs where they're all pressing for these people or Smurfs or Mike Simpson or whatever else there are there. Then again, so looking, looking at that picture, some have made a real effort and some have just basically... <laughs> yeah, just yeah. bought something on the shop. I mean, as we already mentioned, Sam Smith, I think one of the local MPs got involved, didn't they, Bruce? And, and I know particularly mentioned, and you, you've talked about it a lot, the York Arm, you know, in the shadow of the Minster, uh, and Bonkers. still all bottled up, isn't it, and shut. So, yeah, I mean, this was seven, uh, York Press was saying that at least 17 clubs, the majority of them Sam Smiths, um, are still yet to reopen. And um, like you say, one or two are getting, I mean, the buckle's in there. You can just see that on that picture. That's, I, I read last time I drove past, it's getting very full on, that club. It is. You know, I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be three or four years since anybody was in it. That'll never. That'll never reopen. I don't think. Yeah. Not. Not. Well, not as a. Not as a operating pub. We went in briefly before it opened, and it used to get lots of like uh, classic car gatherings, motorcycles yeah, still there. Yeah, you can yeah. eat a lot of food and a lot of soft drinks, but you know, um, I mean, the trouble, the big issue is that for a lot of these villages, this is the only pub in the village, and obviously, yeah. so these villages, yeah. the, the pub is the heart of the village. It's where people meet, and a lot of the villages that were shop left now. Um, and so when they close, it really is sad, you know. I mean, I want to ask him Richard there over the duck pond and things like that. You know, there's nowhere else to go. And I, mean, they... I mean, the other thing is, all been, I mean, the brewery don't sell beer, are we? I mean, you don't well, you very rarely see Sam Smith beer in any other pub apart from Sam Smith's yeah, very pub. Few, yeah. So, I mean, all these pubs must have an impact on the brewery as well. Like, absolutely, beer they're having to produce. And not only that, but of course, the knock on in that they, they have the whole, um, you know, the all on sale, all of their. Uh, lemonades and spirits that they all buy in house, don't they? You know, everything's totally, yeah, uh, in house. So you thought there's been a hit there on that business as well. Uh, it's just, um, I mean, you no know, people. People spend hours because they, uh, a lot of people think it's, it's so, so, so wealthy that uh, you know yeah. kind of what we see has been a big issue. Is irrelevant. Yes, I suppose the other big news we should mention, of course, is that it'd be news this week, and we've all done things 
after too much drink that you would be too proud about. I mean, I've seen Michael uh, drunk uh, drop a Chinese sweet corn and eat it. I've seen Nick being sick in a waste, waste paper basket and holes in the bottom and it came on the run floor. I mean, not so long I came very close to getting thrown at the American brand of Savoy, but I suppose none of us have <laughs> indirectly thrown down the government for having too much drink, have we? No, no, no. Situations <laughs> happen this week. I mean, you know. And what about when you put your head through the closed window to be sick, bro? Exactly. <laughs> that one, yeah, that's one, yeah. But, I say, but none of us have come close to uh, the, uh, the repercussions of yeah. having too much to drink and behaving badly. I mean, I wonder this what he was drinking. Yeah, astonishing, absolutely drinking. astonishing. Yeah. But, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he was on the pale ale by the sounds of it. Um, I think he was. We uh, we mentioned the the local camera uh, association magazines, and just to make the point that uh, a beer leads is quite a good one actually, and it's and it, yeah. they have it online. It's a great great read, and the latest one is out there. Uh, there's a nice picture of Foley's bar there, and I know I think North Bar are celebrating their thirtieth birthday. I think this week, which again many have said you know, that's quite a quite a, a milestone for North Bar, who again were kind of one of those the first pubs in York that began sorry Leeds sorry that began to really pushed, you know, different beers and, and broke a little bit of the old Tetley's kind of uh, monopoly. Uh, and again, I know you guys know you've managed to get a copy yet, but there's a, a quite a nice um, visit to Wakefield. So a little bit uh, like our, your visit, sorry, your visit to Wakefield. And I think it picks up most of the places that you went as well, because you, you said you quite enjoyed Wakefield. Oh, it's there. That you would go again. I don't think I've ever seen a beer Leeds. Oh, yeah, I haven't. Well, if you look there, it's only issue three, so it's a fairly new one. Ah. So... Yeah, I know, I know that bit. The other two. It's worth looking um, out for. Just, just Google it, and you'll get, you'll get the link. And you I know. I've picked it. up uh, Craven and District before. Often pick those up when we go out Keithy Skipton way. But uh, yeah, that's why it's a new one then. Okay. Okay, dokie. Right. Well, let's get on to these these letters then, guys. So I said this week it was F, L, and N, which is a little bit easier than perhaps the, the previous couple of weeks that we've had. And I say the good mm. thing again is we all came up with slightly different ones. So I can't remember actually what order put these in. So. Here's a lovely bank control people give us the letter F. Oh, and I'm going to kick us off. So I haven't picked a pub or a brewery. I've just picked Friday night. Because I think for me, I don't know, even as I got older, um, the kind of tingle at about three o'clock about going out for some beer uh, on Friday. I must admit, I'm pretty much, you know. That means uh, you're alcoholic. <laughs> well, possibly. But I think uh, for me, I'd rather be on Friday night than any other night of the week. And to be honest, I normally, I, these days, I don't dr normally drink any other night about Friday night. So and you, me, only work, you only work five days a week, but those that have to work seven days a week sometimes. Well, so, you know, I, I Friday don't nights. work five days a week. It doesn't mean I, doesn't mean I don't yeah. work more than five days a week. Um, yeah. So for me, Friday we'll night ask, is still we'll the night. We won't ask Bruce how many days he goes to work. <laughs> it's uh, still the night, then I think it's the best night. I think Saturday night's always been a bit, I don't know, a bit weird Saturday night. Saturday night's always more about couples and people going home. And I, I must admit, I've always been a bit of a bit of a sucker for a, a beer on the way home from work on a Friday. So I'm fairly religious in that pretty much every Friday night I go and have a drink. Um, and if nobody else is going, I just go on my own. Um, and I, I guess it's my de-wind. It's my kind of, you know, stress out for the, for the weekend weekend ahead and weekend, really. So I say my normal kind of triple is I go walk down the hill, go to the boat and horses. They normally have five or six different beers on there. And then <clears throat> toddle off to the <clears throat> hot water cellar. Um, only they don't have any cask on it in there, so I normally have to pick a couple of keg beers. Um, and, and look at some and normally um, message Bruce with some mad 15% stout that somebody's trying in there, <laughs> and then normally end up in Mellards. And again, Mellards now always have a range of four casks and about another six or seven keg beers on. So 
uh, Friday night, Bruce. Friday, I mean, we used to, it was Friday night when we were younger. We, was the night we went out, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was. And I think you're right. I think Friday night in the pub after five o'clock, there's a big melting pot of people yeah. from uh, all types of jobs, and it, especially in smaller communities. Uh, I must admit, I uh, kind of the habit of doing it now um, because I think in York there's so many tourists that uh, mm. are so spread out. You don't get that tree. But I remember in Malton, it, in fact, at six o'clock in Sudbury's, it was great. You, you know, three deep at the bar, people from all over town there, all walks of life. It was a great melting pot. And uh, mm. yes, uh, I do. I think you're right. I think there's some quite special. About I think it. Nick's point is valid. Is that yeah, a lot of people don't work. You know, yeah, five, yeah. Two, well, they work five two, while well, they work six and one hour, whatever. But you know, Friday now is not necessarily. The last the last day of work and I wasn't even more you know, more like most people work in service and retail now so definitely not but I still think you know going back to when I was eighteen Friday night was when he went out when was the university Friday night was the big night yeah Wednesday night was a went yeah. and played sport but Friday night was still we we used to go Friday night for us was going into the pubs it wasn't going to the union we'd go around the pubs in town um, and when I started work Friday night was the you know literally you come out of work and you go, you go straight to the pub. I worked for a while where the pub was actually on site, so that was uh, scary. That was. Yeah, well, to be uh, honest, because we're wheelie, we've got the Fox, and we have a yeah a bit of business, uh, an office, uh, and call centre state very close to us. And on a Friday night, if I've got the Fox, he's teeming with people. Yeah, so it's yeah. still a tradition that's alive and well. I must admit. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So Friday night beers is my F, uh, and there, well, that neatly, neatly um, sandwiched yeah. in there, Bruce. Your F was not surprising the Fox. We've yeah. featured quite a few times in the podcast, haven't we? It has, yes. Yeah. So I had to mention the Fox, really. It's the nearest pub to uh, my house. I can walk there in about, ooh, about two minutes um, uh, if I'm dragging my heels. Uh, it's great. I mean, it's uh, formerly a Tetley Heritage House of Fox, a uh, freestanding building, uh, and that was frequented um, by the uh, Railway Carriage Works, which is out literally about 200 metres to the left of it as the crow flies. Carriage works employ like thousands of people, had huge intakes for apprentices uh, right from the turn of the century. Uh, you're looking at five figures upwards in terms of the people working there. Um, apparently, on a lunchtime, um, in the days to send the apprentice boys out uh, with the orders. And I think then the 1970s, they were no longer allowed to drink in there. So they still go and drink soft drinks. Uh, but yeah, until also, you got with those, a sprinter room in there. There was lots of memorabilia from the carriage works in there. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty um, spectacular building, really. Um, to the left, stands well, doesn't it, Rose? It does. I mean, without that, it would be stands a very well. Yeah, it, it's a part of our neighbourhood. Um, I mean, where the fox was in the old days when the trams ran into town, uh, about what, fifty yards to the left of it, it was the terminus of the tram. That was as far as the trams went. The whole Gate Road terminus. So it always was a vocal point. It's got a huge beer garden with a vast, vast tree in it. That you know. Really gives our neighbourhood a bit of character, really. Uh, I say, sadly, one of the pubs that, um, you know, one thing about Tetley is when it was the old Josh Protection League, they did have a, a huge uh, chain of pubs and they were incredibly well at maintaining them. You know, they had Tetley Heritage Houses, didn't they? And uh, the Blue Packs have spent fortunes on maintaining the character. And, of course, um, in uh, 2000 or 99, whenever it was there, the Fox became a free house and went through a bit of a turbulent few years. Um, people would come in, uh, they'd be in the hands of punch, uh, and it looked really, really grim. Um, and in fact, about five years ago, we went there and one New Year's Eve and there was a terrible disc jockey and no beer on and looking, it was going to be another deserted building. But then also it came along and his partnership with Punch uh, threw a lot of money. So it's an absolutely thriving uh, destination pub now. Uh, it's got a lot of bus stops close to it. So people from all of York come to Fox. Um, and I think I was few memories that when the pandemic was on, of course, you could only serve pubs outside. 
Um, the Fox has probably, I think, uh, the biggest beer garden in York. Um, we were all sat there, <laughs> ridiculous early spring evening. It was freezing cold outside. Uh, everyone was huddled beneath all the brollies, and there were still about 100 people queuing to get in to sit outside in the rain to, <laughs> so they could get a beer, which was extraordinary, really. So, yeah, very much hard for our neighbor, the Fox. Um, a great yeah, story. I think you're pretty blessed with having that on your doorstep. It's a cracking, like you said, it's a cracking pub. It's got some. Very different. I mean, all, all the rooms are different. It's quite modern. Yeah. It gets a bit modern at the back, doesn't it? But yeah, those yeah. rooms, I mean, the, the front bar there that you can see is, is a classic front bar um, with the rooms that we tend to go on the left-hand side of the sprint room at the back there. Again, it's an Ossic pub, so they normally have, what, five or six Ossics on. But yeah. they always, again, probably have another four or five guest beers on, don't they? They're oh, yeah. Like a beery place. Yeah, they've got subsidiaries on and a good range of beers. They'll be able to start doing food. The other thing about Osset is, of course, as I said, there's a Osset, be a bit careful. We keep talking about how familiarity does breed contempt. And uh, it seems to me now that every pub I go to has got Osset beer or white rat yeah. on now. Yeah, they're definitely. Maybe need to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Okay, so we've moved on to breweries there, which ties in quite nice because Nick's F, again, is one that's been mentioned quite a few times. And you know that you might reach out and throw something up in the air, some, some merchandising memorabilia. Um, and so Nick has chosen a Fuller's. Or his yeah, first. no, I was going to, but I realised, yeah, I, I, I haven't brought it with me. I would have chucked uh, my big Griffin sign up in the air. Yeah, so it's it's up in the attic at the moment. But yeah, that's why, not just because I like their logo from the Bruriania side of things. I think it's always been distinctive. It's always been traditional, certainly when you're walking around London or other cities as well. And you see that top of, of any pub sign and you see the red fullers with the gold and the griffin on top. You know, you can spot the silhouette from, from quite a way away. I think I remember telling you when last time I went to Bath, walking down one of the main streets looking for a pub and looked down a little side street and I couldn't even see the name of the pub, but I could see the outline of the fullers, uh, that top bar banner uh, with the griffin and I knew it was a fullers pub and it was actually the Crystal Palace. Uh, nice pub to find in there. So yeah, Fuller's. Uh, I have been to the brewery. We uh, we we made a bit of a trek last time. Well, not last time. We remember about 10, 15 years ago. So there's a fair way out, uh, west of London, by the River Thames. There, Chiswick. Old Chiswick. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Old Chiswick. And in fact, uh, the, the site of the brewery, they can trace back brewing took place there right the way back to the 17th century. But in fact, it was in 1829 that John Fuller. Uh, injected cash into the brewery that was there. And then by 1845, his son had taken over and he was joined by a Henry Smith from the Ronford Brewery and his brother-in-law, who was head brewer, called John Turner, which is then how you got the name of Fuller, Smith and Turner, which um, that was the official title for many, many, many years afterwards, even though people still more than commonly referred to it as Fuller's. So I like the beers. Once again, I would put Fuller's London Pride in my top five of bottled beers. Uh, when you go down to London, it's always normally pretty consistent. Obviously, I don't like Southern beer as much as I like Northern beer because it's not pulled with a head. So it is always pulled a little bit flat down there. But it's always consistent. I say they do a good range. They have started to diversify a bit now with their beer range, but they've always got that core range some of which you can see displayed on the screen there, the people watching YouTube. You've got the London Pride, the Golden Pride, London Porter. The Black Cab Porter's quite nice. Uh, that's like a stout. Chiswick Bitter ESB is a really nice one. Yeah, um, yeah. If we 
which which pub is it? Is it uh, Stockton on Derwent? No, um, Sutton on Derwent, isn't it, Bruce? Yes. Uh, there's that anomaly that they stock London, they stock Fuller's beers, don't they? Yeah, it's not a Fuller's pub. Yeah, but must... they have. I think it is a Fuller's pub. But you know, we were out at Melbourne the other week, and we should have gone on next. Gone really. We we were out at Elverton rather, and should have gone the next few miles. Yeah, it's a weird estate. If it's in a Fuller's pub, what if it's still the case? Very good food there. It's, 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 no, it's not. It's not Fuller's pub, bro. Because obviously, I, no, I, no. I was part of their membership scheme, and whenever they were having evenings and free beer were being given out, it was like find your local, find your closest uh, Fuller's right. pub. And I had to go to Birmingham, which was completely practical for me. But right. if you remember, going back, they used to have ESP in there, and they used to serve it straight from the barrel in a jug. Yeah, yeah. In in those big goblet glasses. I mean, Fuller's were one of the first breweries that I came across to actually do a different shaped glass as well. And certainly ASB was in one of those big, thick glass goblets. Uh, so, yeah, I don't mind in ASB, once again, in, in, in the bottles as well. Um, we've then got to fast forward to 2019 when uh, it was a bit of a shock, shock because Fuller's had al always remained independent and all the big London brewing companies had fallen by the wayside and been bought out, people like Young's and Truman's and, and, and people like that. But Fuller's announced that they were selling their um, drinks company, which included the Griffin Brewery, Cornish Orchards and Dark Star Brewery, to the Japanese brewers Asahi for £250 million. Mm. Uh, pleased to say that, yeah, Asahi made the promise that brewing would carry on at the Griffin Brewery and it still is doing uh, oh hello oh branding's got a bit more modern which I don't like mm. we do invest heavily in the buildings Can't, we went yeah. to that old customs house in Portsmouth and got the, again incredible the amount of money that's been spent on that yeah they're mainly southern based aren't they and so yeah episode 23 was when we talked quite a lot about fullers and like you said, it, they are changed. I mean, the Wild River there, that's their take on American IPA. Uh, Bengal Lancer is a more of a traditional Indian IPA. That's an I that's IPA. They yeah. do Discovery as well, which is like yeah. a New World IPA. And of course, 1845 is, is a strong one. Yeah. And they and were one of the first to do the honey-based beers as well with the honey. We've mentioned the, uh, the Parcel Yard, obviously, is one of Fuller's kind of London kind of classic pub, isn't it? At uh, King's Cross. I think I was an ESP mm. last time I was in there. Um, and again, it's amazing how that often that gets uh, tweeted out by beery people within London, you know, so it's a good, a good spot to jump in. Mm. So that was our ad. So again, an interesting little little range there. So Friday night, uh, the Fox in York and Fuller's. So let's move on to the L's. And again, I can't remember which order we've done this in. So there's our friend again giving us the, the letter L. Um, ah, Bruce. Now, yeah, you surprised this on Bruce. So you went for a place and you've gone for Lincoln. In fact, it reminds me, Nick, we have we me and you had a bit of a session Lincoln you know, a couple of maybe a year, 18 months ago, and I don't think we ever wrote yep. it up. So we probably need to come back yeah. to Lincoln or we'll do maybe do a Lincoln one because uh, me, nice me and Bruce have been there a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, we went many, many years ago. Um um, and we there was a Sam Smith's pub, a bit like the Lendl Cellars. It was a small mm. little cellar bars. Now, Chris Falos was speaking to somebody from Lincoln and said it's still there. It's gone, actually. Right. Okay. That's been closed for years. I think we that was right. built. You forget, it must have been about 30 years. Yeah. There's, a, there's a Sam Smith's pub halfway up the hill, isn't there? Yeah, I've got, hill. I've, that's a classic one. Yeah, I've been done got now. a picture yeah. of that, yeah. yeah. So I, I took a brew, I guess, Bruce, you might know some of these pubs. Oh, the strugglers are fantastic. Yes, I mean, if you've gone to Lincoln, talk about pubs. There's a really, by far and away, the best pub in Lincoln. And 
probably one of my top 10 pubs in the country is the Strugglers, just at the back of the castle. It's absolutely fantastic. Like the Phoenix, I always think, those Strugglers, do you think? Adam? A bit like the Phoenix, I always think. It yes, like, yeah, but that, that yeah. kind of vibe. It has, yeah, that tap room on the left-hand side when you go in. It's just, a, if you love pubs and love beer, it's just the feel of that vibe, you say the vibe is fantastic. But it, it was it was bass in there, though, wasn't it, Bruce? No, the bass was, um, we talk about the, uh, when you go up steep hill, I mean, there is a, a very steep hill from the town, up towards the castle and the cathedral, up to Lincoln, it's unoriginally, it's called steep oh. hill. And in places, it's no. really steep, isn't it? Well, the but back the of the castle, there was a, there was a yeah. Strugglers and there was, a, there was a Victoria, wasn't there? Yeah, but the bass pub was actually up steep hill on the left. It's obviously, it's no longer a bass pub. That was a cracking, unspoilt pub, though, wasn't it? Now, I've not been in that pub for a lot of years, but I mean, I remember going there with you again, 20, 25 years ago. Um, yeah, but I, I remember going to struggles and having a pint of bass, and then round the corner in Victoria, it was normally Bateman's that they had in there. Yeah, Victoria's a good pub, but struggles is a fantastic pub. So the Sam Smith pub is one of those pubs that's been uh, extensively yeah, quite, I couldn't yeah. get a good picture of it. I, I tried to look, I, I thought I had a picture of it actually. It's a massive pub that it looks quite small when you go in, actually. Oh, and then it opens out in the back, and me and Nick, we went upstairs, didn't we? Nick? We, we were yeah. sat, and it's all glass at the back. They spent a hell of a lot of money on it. Yeah. Uh, really, where the toilets are. Um, and then I said, some of the ones that me and Nick have been to, I don't know where you um, the, the Bishop's Mitre or Bishop's Hat, uh, that's, I think that's on the main strag. And then, have you ever been to the Witch of Wardrobe, Bruce? Down by no, the I haven't. River. No, I haven't. So do you know where the bridge is, where the old-fashioned bridge, where you go from the, like, the canal basin? And there's a yes, little, yes. It's just there, it's just through there. I think that's, oh. like, the shopping centre there. And although it's a Marsons pub, we've been there a few times, Nick, and it's got always got a good range of beers in it. Um, quite interesting, like, and like you say, again, uh, halfway up the steep hill, there is the uh, the Sam Sisman, but I think it's called the something like the something Widow's Cauldron. It's it's yeah. not a witch, I know, I've forgotten the name kind of, of it. Which, it, it, it yeah, and of course, you've got the famous pie shop, uh, which is actually a restaurant about oh, 30 yards to the left of the Sam Smith Public. That's a bit of a Lincoln institution as well, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously, you've got the port, yeah, the bottom. And there's, there's actually a couple of pubs that we went to. There's a, I mean, there is a that, that Royal William the, the Fourth is all right. We, again, we were there at COVID times, we, we we sat outside there, didn't we? Couldn't get in, so we actually sat. Weatherspoons down there, Weatherspoons is to the right next to the Odeon. But that Royal, that King Billy pub there, we actually sat on the on the edge of the dock there. Um, yeah. obviously, the cathedral dominates the castle. Um, got a shopping big, uh, still have, still have a big Christmas fair, don't they? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Then, it? it is, yeah, you can't move there, can you? Yeah, but Castle's pretty expensive. If you do go, actually, as well at the pubs, the Castle's uh, well worth visiting because they've got the last of the Victorian um, prisons inside the, castle, inside the castle where they had all the stalls and you couldn't see any of your inmates. The only person you could see was the uh, pastor or priest who would hex you mm. and lecture you for five hours at a time. And perhaps they had to remain silent. It was the only time. They were silent prisons, weren't they? Yeah. Only two yeah. in the world, one in Lincoln and one in New Zealand. And both of the inmates and the staff all went absolutely crazy because of the silence. Uh, so if you do got the cast, it's well worth doing it. Doing is that. There's go. a very good um, butchers just on the corner of the um, cathedral that sells some very good pot scratchings. Ah, on now the way, then, it's, on the that's, the that's now a Red Hill Farm shop. It's no longer oh, the right. family butchers. Yeah, it's yeah. Red Hill Farms have got them now, which is nice, but he used to do things like mallards, didn't he, in extreme Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sadly, he's gone. Then, and, and just along that road, Mike, that's where we went to that micro pub, wasn't it? Yeah, Beerheads. Yeah, I took you in there, didn't that way. You had to bring Walked in beer. there. They had, they had all Malton beers on the bar. Yeah. 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 But it was Castle right. and uh, Bad Seed. Yeah, it was a nice little bar, wasn't it? Again, it wasn't a, maybe a bit, a bit more expensive, and it's a bit, as always, whatever, industrial chic, wasn't it? Kind of lots of scaffolding poles and 
And then yeah. again, I think we had booked a table in there because it's in those days when you had to book tables in places. So, mm. so Lincoln, yeah, the the, uh, the pride of, of the East. So very good. And then Nick, I think you're next, and you picked a beer, and the beer you've picked is Hawkshead Lakeland Gold. Across the Lake District, like to call into the brewery at uh, Staverley, and this is probably the first one I'll go for. Nice, refreshing, as it says on the label, golden ale, 4.4. Uh, you probably see it in bottles more than you do on the bar, but obviously at the uh, at the tap in Staverley, they've got the full range on the bar there. Uh, we know it's been taken over now, and a lot of the guys and girls who were there to move on. Nick's uh, needs to put some more money in the uh, internet, doesn't he? <laughs> we keep losing you, Nick. I think next door's internet must be must watching some movies. All right, because well, I keep I keep losing you guys. But anyway, yeah. so I'll keep it brief. Yeah, Lincoln yeah. Gold, Oxhead Brewery. It's a very a very nice beer. A very nice. That was drinking that not so long ago, and that very posh hotel that I go to in the lake. It was nice. Uh, now again, I've chosen another place in the L's. and I'm trying to wrap my brains whether we've all been there at the same time. I've certainly been there several times with Nick. Uh, I know, Bruce, it was a regular for you to go. And I know, Nick, you also used to go quite a lot again because um, you had a friend from uni who was based there. Um, I, can't, I can't remember where we've all been together. Anyway, my choice was the, the lovely town of a city oh, of yeah. Waterville, um, which, again, is it's a big city. There's lots going for it. Obviously, you know, that bit down by the, the river, um, by the, the graces and the you know, must be the, one of the finest ever finest waterscapes in, in the land with all you know, the, the buildings and the, the new museum fixing quite well there as well cracking museum with a bit of beer in there and again we've, we've been in the museum a few times the Liverpool National Museum which is really good um, the, the pubs on the docks aren't particularly good there's this one the steamboat which is kind of passable uh, but you don't have to look very far to find some particularly decent pubs and I've got a few listed here. The Globe, which is kind of in the city centre. Um, me and Nick have been there. Roscoe Head, again, one of the, a pub that was in a bit quite recently. Dr. Duncan's, um, and of course, the Philharmonic, which is, mm, yeah, uh, it's a cracking pub. I just wish that Robinson, uh, so not Robinson. Nicholas has uh, got their hands on it. Just, it could be better. Just, yeah, or, or just get a decent manager in there, because I've got to say, the last few times I've been in there, it, it, it makes you weep a little bit because the beer's always mm. a little bit on the edge. Um, yeah. Service is really slow sometimes. But it's just such a shame because I think you get so many people in there from across the world. And um, I think Paul McCartney and uh, what's his face being in there? James not, Corden. Not, yeah. James Corden put it on as well. But I just thought, that's, Nick, actually. That's maybe um, why it stunk terribly a vomit last time I was in yeah. there. Um, you can pretty much just, just hit one, one street in Liverpool, and all you've got to do is find the bombed out church. And, and on that street, just either on the street or round the street, there are, and, it, and it, I don't know, maybe it's just because me, me, me and you, Nick, have always ended up there, um, maybe trying to work out. We, we normally try to get across to the, um, down to the Baltic, the, the, the pub that's shaped like a boat with, with its funny angles, which is right down on the, on the horrible kind of inner ring road by the docks. Uh, we have been out to the Mitre, which again is the kind of real ale pub in, in uh, Liverpool, by, that's by the tunnel's entrance, but that's a bit of a way out. Um, but we've always tended to end up on or around Harvard Street. And on Harvard Street, you've got the Philharmonic at one end, um, at, at the top of the street. You've got the dispensary at the bottom of the street, just mm. around the corner. 
And then halfway up, you've got the Roscoe head just tucked down a little side street with a nice view of the uh, uh, Paddy's Wigwam, the, uh, the Catholic Cathedral. And then you've also got the uh, Fly in the Loaf, which again is halfway up Hardman Street, which is okay. It's not poor, but I think it was an old, very, a very posh old um, uh, bakery, uh, but now is a fairly cracking bar. Um, and again, there was a good days in there. So if you, don't, if you don't know where to start in Liverpool, get the bombed out church and you can have three or four really good fights just up and down that street. Uh, uh, Roscoe Head is good little pub, uh, maybe not that salubrious. So I think probably dispensary, you know what you think, Nick? If I was going to go and pick one of those pubs, I think I'd probably go to the dispensary. We've always, it's been always been quite busy we've been in there. There's not a great deal of seating. Um, and if you're going to fill them out, just go in for a pee. You've got to go into the, the, the men's toilets. Uh, which yeah, yeah. I've got a picture on YouTube. Although there are often quite uh, cut other women in there taking pictures as well. Because uh, women are, are, are uh, although it, it's, it doesn't smell very good these days. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that was my L Liverpool. So I, yeah. I, I don't think we've ever all been there at the same time, have we? No, no. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I had a friend in Liverpool. He passed away last year, but uh, he took me to some. And actually, he mentioned the Globe there with the famous sloping floor. But the Cooper's pub next, right next door to the Globe, they've got um, turns on. Now, they used to have musical turns that come from 11 in the morning till 11 at night. Yeah. I mean, some of these guys are getting like a five an hour by the way they sung, but yeah, you could go in there at 11 in the morning. There was a turn oh, yeah. absolutely, uh, absolutely. Well, could it, I mean, the, the Globe is just outside one of the entrances to the one of the indoor precincts, isn't it? And yeah. Me, yeah, me and yeah, Angus yeah. used to go in there. The nice yeah. thing about the Globe was you used to get all the old gadgets going there. The old, old, old lassies yeah. who'd been doing the shopping and, you know, they used to hook you up for you and then, you, you know, it, it's only a little two-room pub again, yeah, but yeah, it used small. to be rammed yeah. and like you say, Somebody used to yeah. play in a piano like half past one on a Monday afternoon <laughs> and, uh, you know, having a sing-along and all that sort of stuff. So it, that, it really was, it was like a little local pub and it was easily passed, you know, you, you wouldn't really notice it. Uh, so yeah. I think out of all the pubs, yeah, I would say probably Globe is my favourite. Yeah, although the, the, we used to go in the line quite a lot, Nick, because that one on the corner that, that's up by, um, uh, not far from Matthew Street, where the kind of Beatles bit is, you go a bit further up there, this one on the corner of the Lion, and that's the old cracks down there from there as well. It's one of the John Lennon pubs. Um, and there's some really good, there's some really good pubs. Around. Oh, he's doing the grapes, grapes down there, grapes, which is yeah, sort of like a bit of an Irish. Nice as well. Yeah. Mm. The thing so, about Liverpool, of course, is that everyone's, uh, every, everyone's a comedian, aren't they? Yeah. I, I'm not, <laughs> the last time I went, it was a winter's day before the pandemic uh, when they were doing the one pound um, to ten pound uh, travel all day train fares. And I'd gone with Ben and friend David, my friend John. Now, obviously, Ben was about 15 and I'm like 50 something, and David's about 17, John's 19 October, so it's four generations of people. Now, we've not been somewhere for a while, you lose your bearings, don't you? So I'm sure we're going the right way for the Philharmonic. And there was a bloke cleaning the streets, and uh, we stopped and said, oh, We're going to the right direction at Philharmonic. He goes, Yeah, it's just up there, keep walking. He says, How long will you take it? And in turn, he points to Ben and goes, I'll goes, take him about five minutes, he goes, and I'll take him about 10 minutes, and I'll take him about 20 minutes, and then point to John, I'll say, It was nine seconds, and he goes, if he sets off now, he says he might fucking get there in five years. Right. So again, interesting L's. So let's move on to our ends. And again, a, a nice, uh, a nice little mix here. So I'm surprised um, you. I'm surprised you guys didn't go with my choice. Yeah. Well, I really, I'm surprised. Here we go then. So I think that's it with this. End it. Being, I'm trying to find. I think this was Bruce's pub of the year when the. And the pub of the winter, and also I think Bruce's uh, Moon of the Water pub. So there's a little, yeah. little tempting tease here. 
of the yeah. I think that's the room across from the back of the bar, isn't it? That kind of yeah. front Nasty. room, yeah, with a with a fire that looks like it's straight out of I know Bridgerton or something. Um, it's definitely 18th century. Um, and a little clue, I got I found this cracking picture as well. Oh, wow. I've got a feeling that the little lady there is actually Nelly. Nelly this, could be Facebook, yeah, which is it hasn't changed much, has it really? No, it hasn't. It's 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 still no it. sign outside, just a very a slightly rickety horse. Uh, and again, back in episode five, we talked we talked a long and long and thing about this place, Nicholas. So it's called the White Horse, but it's under the ends because because everybody knows it as Nelly's in Beverly corner of Walkergate and Hengate. It, they they can trace it back to pre sixteen sixty six when they reckoned it would have been a coaching inn, which obviously, when you look at that photograph there, you've got that end opening there. Yeah. And also, the, it has got a car park around the back. You can see where the stables would have been. It's on uh, quite a busy junction in Beverly as well. So that's why it would have been a coaching inn. The name Nelly, yeah, it comes from the daughter of the Collinson family who bought the pub uh, off the church opposite. The church has also got some history to it as well. Not We're not talking about the Minster, we're talking about the church, but supposedly within the church, uh, there are some wood carvings and it gave um, Alice in Wonderland, the guy who wrote that, A.A. Mill, no. Who wrote Alice in Wonderland, guys? Oh, he wrote Winnie the Pooh. Well, Alice in Wonderland was... About, oh, yeah. Uh, it'll come to me, it'll come to me. Anyway, we're talking about beers and not talking about literary, are we? So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the uh, Mad Hatter, there is supposed to be a carving in there of a of a rabbit or a hare wearing a hat, and so the guy who who, who wrote um, um, Alice in Wonderland got the inspiration supposedly. But anyway, so the pub was owned by the church, and the Collinson family bought the pub in 1927, and for a good amount of time before it was then actually sold to Sam Smith in 1976, it was the daughter of the family was running it, and she was known as Nelly. So everybody knows it as Nelly's. And it is almost like stepping back to 1927. It's still uh, lit by gaslights. So you get that distinctive smell as you walk in there. Mm. You get the heat as well, whether it be in winter, it's quite warming because obviously being a typical Sam Smith's pub, it's got the real fires. But in summer, I hate to think what the temperature would have been like there in there oh, today because yeah. it's a hot day and then you've got all the yeah. gas mantles. And they have to be lit during the day because yeah, the rooms are so dark, dark and dingy that, yeah. you know, the light has to be on all the time. But yeah. I mean, I was reading a little review the other day saying, you know, if you've never been to this pub before and you're raised to meet friends there, then maybe do a bit of homework beforehand because you can be searching around the pub in one direction. Your friends can be searching around the pub in the other direction and it might be 20 minutes before you bump into each other because there's literally... You can't use your phone to ring them either. <laughs> no, because there's literally... There must be, what, literally seven or eight little rooms and corridors yeah. in there? Astonishing. Yeah. And of course, it really is. It's it's, it's you say it time and time again, but it just takes on a, a magical life of its own as the light goes, isn't it? Yeah. Winter's night with the fires lit and it's pitch black outside. It's just fantastic. I did, fact, I during, did learn. Well, I during did the learn, day, it's not quite good, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I think I I quite like it in the day. There's, I did yeah, learn that. Well, Day becomes night. You walk in there in the middle of the day, <laughs> and it, <laughs> you're into the evening already. Yeah. Right? It's like the twilight zone. I did learn that the actual tobacco stained walls are actually painted like that. They're actually <laughs> they actually created a paint that, that <laughs> it, it's not it's not like caked on from you know through the gear. It's actually apparently it's actually painted quite a bit and it, it's yeah, it's that of that colour. So yeah, I think we all I think we've all mentioned this pub several times and I say I think we've all had it as a pub of the winter or a, a town pub or 
pub of his Yorkshire. So, so Nick's choice is Nelly's uh, in Beverly or the White Horse. Um, and there are some other very good pubs in Beverly. Again, another place we mentioned in episode five. So if you want to go back and listen to that uh, to work through. Right, Bruce's N is next. And again, it's another beer that has featured quite strongly on a number of our podcasts, and particular episode 17, when you guys gave us a tour around the northeast, in particular, uh, particularly Newcastle. Uh, and we've talked about this ale a day when me and Nick talked about Northumberland, which was our New Year uh, podcast. And we've talked about maybe its slight demise of, as of recent years, because another beer that's going to be handed around a bit, hasn't it? Uh, it cannot be beer anywhere that is so closely associated with its uh, city of origin. I mean, obviously, we talk about London Pride, but uh, even that's not so London. I mean, this place is just so part of the uh, everyday fibre in Newcastle, isn't it? And, of course, what's great is all the urban myths, of course, that sort of spill out around it, really. Uh, there can't be a beer anywhere where, you know, people around the world talk about the hospital ward in Newcastle dedicated to people who've drunk too much of this. Which, of course, never really happened, you know. But it, was, yeah. it was great, great, wasn't it? Um, I used to have a lot of relatives, American, I don't know what they the fella called Bill Finnegan. I remember him telling me about it. He said, yeah, from there, Newcastle Brown, and they have a ward for people to drink it, because it is all mad urban myth. Yeah, sadly, of course, now brewed in uh, Tadcaster, which is, you know, hard to take, really, isn't it? But, you know... I suppose 30 years ago, we'd never imagine we living in a world where Tetley's was it brewed in Leeds and, you know, Newcastle Brown Ale would be brewed in Tadcaster. It's a extraordinary stuff, isn't it, really? Yeah. But it is actually, I have to say, and it costs us so, so many bottled beers now, really, that you rarely drink it. But when you do, I'm always amazed at how good it tastes, actually. Yeah, um, it's just still, still not a bad bottle of beer, is it? It's, uh... No, it's got that sweetness running through it. Uh, it yeah. uh, maintains its condition incredibly well, doesn't it? And I think that's it, really. It's, uh, it's just such a... It's I mean, so delicious. Again, it's I've, got, like a, I've, got, I've got a thing here. Newcastle Brown Ale, 4.7%, is a full-bodied smooth showing restrained caramel and notes of bananas and dried fruit. Mm. Curiously, it is rarely seen on draft in the UK, where tradition demands it is served in a half-pint schooner to be regularly topped up from the bottle. And again, that's the bottle of dog and a schooner that yeah. we named that off. Yeah, it, I'm always amazed you get on an American cruise ship and they've got this and they're doing pints of Newcastle Brown. And, I, I, and I can never ever remember it being on draft. I've never, no, no. even Newcastle, you wouldn't find it on draft, would you, Bruce? No, no, I think very occasionally for a limited period of time in like half a dozen city pubs, they would make a big deal of producing tiny quantities, doing it yeah. on um, doing it on draft. Uh, but you know, not anymore. Uh, say, uh, I'm sure its sales must have been a fraction of what, it, what it's its peak, really. But in the days when, of course, you know, there were other guest beers and limited, no craft beers and limited, limited range of beers. You know, it was just every, every single pub bought to Newcastle Brown, didn't it? You know, yeah. well, last, last, last time I bought some brews, I think it's when we came to you at Christmas and I thought, I think I found four cans in uh, home bag, didn't I? You did have still got a can. Brought <laughs> yeah. some cans of it, yeah, yeah. 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 Apparently, you know, apparently in the uh, 80s, they did a big push to student unions, so lots of student unions started selling uh, and there was a big surge then. Because um, every university union bar started selling bottles of brew. Uh, I can remember certainly drinking it when I was at university. Like you said, that pint bottle, uh, which you might come on to next in the, in the final choice that we've got. So Newcastle Brown, uh, yeah, maybe not quite the beer it was, but uh, still there. And of course, we mentioned the the five uh, the, the Blue Star, the five breweries that made up the mm. Newcastle Breweries Limited, um, and that's why the, the, the Blue Star and. I don't, is it, did they still have it on the shirts in Newcastle, Bruce, or is that... As a no, sadly, it's, uh, 
Uh, well, it was a Thai betting company, but the new owners have bought... they're all shakes now and, and muslim, so um, we can't have any beer on there. We're, uh, we're awaiting, um, awaiting a new sponsor at Newcastle. Yes. I've got to say, I've been watching the rugby, league, the rugby league this weekend, and I've got to say, it looked cracking. Um, they've, they've been hosting Magic Weekend at St. James. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched the St. Helens Wigan game yesterday. I mean, there they was a really good crowd in, um, uh, and of course, they can drink freely because it's not such a stupid yeah. ground ball game, so you can drink yourself central from the stands. Uh, but it's good humoured, and it just looked it looked it looked fantastic, gotta say. And a lot yeah. of people stay in the hotels now because there's, there's quite a lot of hotels out there. Literally That's right, yeah. Ground. It's really nice. hugely popular. They like it because, of course, they watch a game, then they go out and have a couple of pounds. You know, it's two minutes walk to the nearest yeah. pub. Yeah. In the ground. You get a pass. I know people will go and they say, say, if you love rugby league, it's just a yeah. fantastic weekend, yeah. So, one of the first places that we have a drank Newcastle Brown in those pint bottles, alongside pint bottles of Guinness was my choice, which is the new Globe. <laughs> so the new Globe, which is one of the pubs of Malton, where of the podcast is named from. Um, we, I know we've mentioned Sotheby's, but probably we've spent most of our um, youth, we um, did, did. kind of 17, 18, in the back room of the Globe. And I've got to say, I'm, 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 I must admit, I've not been in the back room for a few years now. I've been in, I've been a couple of times recently, but was in the front bar. But if that's what the back room now looks like, which is just a bloody oh, pool table no. and, a, and a band. Game's room, yeah. It's a real shame, because that used to be our little haven in there, didn't it? Tiny, um, lovely cosy. Very small lovely. back room, probably about three or four tables. Um, oh. and there's, you Barry know, and Sue, proper landlord and landlady. <laughs> yeah. There, was, there, were, there was at least one of them in there all the time. There were, and yeah. And then nights of the weekend, they were both in there behind the bar. And this is another thing of good pub nowadays, you know. A lot of landlords say they're hard up, but you never see them working behind the bloody bar. You know, they can yeah. afford to pay other staff to do it. You never see them. So sign of a good pub is when the landlord or the landlady or both of them are there yeah. holding court, knowing who their customers are, knowing the regular regulars are. And uh, yeah, they, they were, they were, so they were cracking, cracking, cracking. From about 1983 till about 1986, 87, right. we, spent, we spent every Friday night pretty much in that room. Um, there was always the couples you could sit on that where the dartboard is now. Yeah, That's yeah. where the older couples would always sit. And we, right. we tended to dominate this side bit. There was a table and a, and a long bench here. Um, right. And for whatever reason, we were allowed, probably we weren't all 18, we were probably 17. Yeah. If I think, Bruce, remember having your 18th birthday in there? Yeah, we've been, going, been going there for two years, yeah. You upset <laughs> everybody by saying all they could drink was pine bottles in Newcastle Brown <laughs> on Guinness. Even the women, that's what they had to drink. So, yeah, so, yeah it was one of those parties where I think ended up kind of me, you and Simo sat there about 10 o'clock and everybody else had fucked it up because you wouldn't let them drink anything else but uh, <laughs> pine bottles of ale. So, anyway, yeah, so the new globe, lots of memory. It's still, yeah, it still ticks along. It's, uh, it's, it's, Probably the I don't know. It's probably the, the Weatherspoons pub in Malton that isn't Weatherspoons. It's it, um, it's a local pub now. It, yeah. It's where the nightlife is. They have the disco. Yeah. They have the karaoke. Darts it's team. still a friendly enough place. Don't stop there because you get some bad reviews on TripAdvisor. <laughs> uh, it's obviously it's prominent. It's it's right on the main crossroads in Malton, so you do notice it. No, it was um, it was always a Cameron's pub, wasn't it? It was always Cameron's was, yeah. strong arm and Cameron's strong arm, yeah. And I think they, they, they normally still have a cat. I, I think it's a free house now, isn't it? Or is it punched out or something now? They normally do have strong arm. Oh, the you, every time I've been there, they still have strong arm on in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. So that's again. That's I think that was quite an interesting uh, little soiree through there. So that's that rounds off um, uh, F 
L and N. So to be honest, there aren't many things left. Can't be many left. Anymore, I was going to say we've, no, we've we're getting be. through this. So we will leave now. I'm not sure we're going to do this because I'm I might heading off to Greece shortly. So um, right, R is the first letter I pulled out the bag. So we need to do some R's. Um, red lions would come to mind straight oh, yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think of any red roof it would be a place to go. Rotherham. Mm. We oh, no, Bruce. No, no, Bruce. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stay away. Even even Primark closed down in Rotherham. We can tell how bad it was. <laughs> so, uh, I might be interesting. Actually, you might have struggled to try to find some some R's. Rochdale, Rochester. Uh, the next letter is going to be S. So obviously we've got Sudbury. We've got Sam Smiths. Uh, um, we've got Bente. Scotland. We've got. Um, let's see, what, let's see, Stafford, Stoke. Yeah, be there. Mm. And the Plenty. final letter is going to be E. Mm, that's interesting. E. We've mentioned ESB tonight. Uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Oh. we've mentioned a few times. And actually, we said we need to put that by Edinburgh. Um, Eckershaw Brewery, we could talk about. Era. Era to push Alan in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so those are the three letters, gents. R, S and E. As I say, I've got another week here, then I'm off to Greece for two weeks, so I'll be looking up some ethos. Um, FAs then. No, FAs is Turkish, isn't it? FAs is Turkish, so it'd be myth yeah. Myth Yeah, myth It's quite nice, isn't it? Myth it up. So that's the only plans for yourself, you guys. I know Nick, you've got a work stretch coming up, I think. A couple of days off now, so... Right. I might get myself out if the weather's nice. Might even use some public transport and just go for a little mosey around. I mean, I went, went to York with a week, Bruce, and it's still very quiet, isn't it? You know, yeah, it took me well. took mum through, and we were walking down Corny Street, and I said, you know, to think we're basically on the on the edge of the main holiday season now. And I said, just look how quiet the streets are, like so. Yeah. You know, it was Magnet Cup Day yesterday. It wasn't quiet yesterday. I can tell you, it was chaos. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to the show on Tuesday. Yes. So ah, that's right, right, yeah. So I've been what the beers, uh, which brews are there, what they're charging, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, unfortunately, Bruce, I think it's Black Sheep as the monopoly, so you'll be able to get Black Sheep or it, it's Peroni. But I say the good thing is, look out for the polycarbonate Peroni glasses because they look just like the proper glass ones, the oh, plastic. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'll take a shopping bag with you, Bruce, and gather them up, and you can get them on eBay for two or three quid a go. Oh, interesting. Because people, have... what, once people have had them, they just leave them. They just leave them lying in the grass. And as I say, you could gather you could gather a couple of dozen up and basically pay for your beer. Oh, fantastic! That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the mouse. There was Yorkshire Black Sheep. Says, but I think Yorkshire Heart tend to be very big now. All these uh, festivals and shows around here, they have a big presence. Here. Well, no, because I say I went up to the one of the bars and I said, "Look, what is it? You're all selling the same stuff." And they said, "Oh, well, because they've got they've got the, the monopoly." They won't let any other breweries on. In fact, the only other beer I tasted that day was on the on the uh, Welcome to Yorkshire stand, wow. and I think they had Ilkley Brewery there, and they were giving samples away. And even he said, "Oh, we're not." I said, "Can't I just buy a pint." He says, "No." He says, "We're only here because we were giving samples because they'd just launched a a series of walks, and I can't remember what they called it. They had quite a little clever tagline, and he said, "So we're every every pint of this that we sell in our pubs, ten pences is going to go towards." Uh, one of the walks or something like that. Um, so he said, no, he said, we, we can't sell it. He says, I said, yeah, I says, all I'm seeing is black sheep. He says, yeah, that's because they've got the franchise. So all you can buy is, 
it's like you said, like these places where you've been before, Bruce and I can have the franchise and you can't yeah. get anything else apart from that on site. And yet, yeah, the Yorkshire show is supposed to be a celebration of everything Yorkshire. Yeah, that's I'm very, really thinking. Not, not in the spirit what, of it all, is it really? What, what, what was my last count? 154 breweries in Yorkshire. Mm. You know, that's, you know, when you have got people coming from all over the country and indeed all over the world, it could be a showcase for great Yorkshire brewers, but no, you know. Whoever's prepared to pay the, the highest uh, price gets gets the monopoly. Might have changed, you know. You might get a pleasant surprise, Bruce, on Tuesday, but don't be disappointed if uh, if you don't. When I've been to Yorkshire show. I mean, I'll be life on off every few years, and to be honest, it never ever changes. I keep saying I'm never going to go again for like ten years. But well, Harry Grayson won't be there this year, unfortunately. No, we should mention Harry Grayson. Uh, long yeah. silence for him. Yes. Yeah, 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 that was that was a big shock yeah. to us all up here. Yes, he was our local BBC. Uh, News anchor for about three right. Days. So we'll look forward to Bruce giving us a feedback from the uh, from the Yorkshire Great Yorkshire Show, and we'll nick on the little adventures, and uh, we'll catch you up in a couple of weeks or so. We're so going to do one before you uh, go on holiday because I'm away for two weeks then. Uh, we might try and squeeze one in then. So you need to give me these numbers, these letters, quick then, gentlemen. We'll do okay, one next week or so. Okay, folks. See you. See you soon. See you next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.